Today we thank the Lord that he has allowed our brother uh, Olewale from uh, London to be here with us. He's here for the APC conferences and uh, we thank God that he has uh, also given himself to share God's word with us this morning from 2 Timothy. So let's turn there. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 8 to 13. I will read the passage and then I will invite our brother to bring us God's word. Second Timothy chapter 2 verses 8 to 13. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Welcome, brother, and bring us God's word. A very good morning to us all. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, we thank you for who Jesus Christ is and all that he has done. We give you all the glory and the honor and the adoration. We worship you in the beauty of your holiness. And we ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. The one who was and is and is to come. The one who is sat in heaven and made the earth his full stool. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are to us. That if not for you, where would we have been? And the Bible is very clear. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. <laughs> Great is your faithfulness. If not for you we would have been on the road to eternal damnation. What a joy to hear the brother and the sister in their testimony. Thank you for your saving grace. We thank you for Jesus' ministry, his incarnation, suffering, death, resurrection. We thank you for Jesus' ascension. We thank you for his exhortation as priest and prophet and king that Jesus is sat in heaven as the God man what a joy and one day when decay will be slain by glory the day that you are going to call your sons and daughters home and like the end of the hymn remember us because we know that we are already regenerating you what a privilege to be saved I pray that you may help me now as I bring your sermon to the church. 
that the people may be encouraged, that your name may be honored. At the end of this meeting, let all the glory and the adoration return back to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' beautiful, powerful name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise God. In my dining room, I have the last photograph of my late mother and I, taken in September 2017. My mother passed away on the 24th of April 2018. I had rushed back home in September to take care of my mother. I'm the last born in African town, and I'm also the only male child. So I left everything I was doing back in London and rushed back to take care of my mom. I wanted to see mom before she died. So on this very sunny Thursday morning, we took a photograph, me and mom, in our balcony in Nigeria, and I brought the picture frame back to England. Why do I have, brothers and sisters and friends, why do I have this photo in a room that I use daily? At least I would have three square meals in this room every day. You know the reason? I don't want to ever forget the face of my beautiful late mother. My elder sister, Elizabeth, she lives about 20, drive, 20 minutes drive away from me. She visited recently and she walked into the dining room and saw the photograph and she went to her and said, oh mom, oh mom, sleep on. Tears welled in my eyes as I remember with nostalgia all that my mom lived for and her devotion to Jesus Christ. I remember how mom trained me and make sure that I had everything with God's help. My mother preached the gospel to me in 1986. And in the Lord's providence, with his benevolent will and mercy, I came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I loved my late mom dearly, brothers and sisters. Please follow me. That I remember her regularly, regularly. But the remembrance of my mother pales into oblivion when I remember and know who Jesus Christ is. The eternal memories and the wider church context of who Jesus Christ is, what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, and what Jesus will do in his second reappearance is the best. When we speak often about Jesus, we speak to him in my prayer as the God man. In his glory, in his honor, in his adoration. So brothers and sisters, this morning, I bring you a sermon. You already know the title from the last hymn that we sang. Remember Jesus Christ to the end. The sister that we baptized and the brother Asaph that we baptized, they don't know that this is the title of the sermon. This is the providence of God. So the brother and the sister, please listen attentively as the rest of the church. And our text, you know, is 2 Timothy chapter 2, 8 through to 13. 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy and Titus are theologically regarded as pastoral books. I'm very sure the pastors would have told you here. The Apostle Paul wrote these books to Timothy in Ephesus and to Titus on the island of Crete. To encourage them so that they may be able to lead well in their duties. But there is nothing, church, there is nothing stopping the wider church from, from enjoying this book 
Not the stopping Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi from corporately reading this book. I desire this morning to encourage us as the Apostle Paul did to the unending riches of Jesus Christ in his person and office. The Apostle Paul, in the context of 2 Timothy, asked Timothy to be a sound teacher and to entrust the gospel to others. He encouraged Timothy to be a good soldier for Jesus Christ who has enlisted him and not to get entangled in civilian pursuits. He encouraged Timothy to be a good athlete who is running the Christian race with God-gifted vigor and strength. He encouraged Timothy to be a hard-working and profitable man. So what is the point for passing across to Timothy here? Brothers, sisters, and friends, a genuine professing Christian must be a teacher, a soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. What is God saying to us today? We as genuine members of this church must be teachers of the gospel. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen very well to me. Don't, do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that we all have to be preachers. I have not said that. But you as a teacher of the gospel must teach your children and grandchildren well. My late mother in the will of God she helped me. She was instrumental to me coming to know who Jesus Christ is. She taught me very well. She pointed me in the right direction. You have a biblical duty, brothers and sisters, as a parent, to train your children in the way of the Lord. Also, you must encourage your husband and your wife. You must. You must be gentle with me. As your husband, you must be gentle with me as your wife, as you winsomely, winsomely study the word with me. You as a soldier must stand up for the gospel. You as a soldier of Jesus Christ and of his cross. Don't engage, brothers and sisters, in the silliness of the word. Be conscious. You as an athlete must run the gospel race. With all your God-gifted strengths, laborers are few, brothers and sisters, walk, walk, and walk the gospel. Then finally, you as a farmer, I love this one, must take the hard ground for the gospel. Put your plow into the ground. Spread your seed. It is from this four encouragements that Apostle Paul moved on into something more profound to buttress his point. Three subheadings, and we release them as I move on. First, remember Jesus Christ. He is risen from the dead. Remember Jesus Christ. He is risen from the dead. Verse 8. The Apostle Paul asked Timothy to remember Jesus Christ. Look at two verse 8, brothers and sisters. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my sermon, in my gospel. If you look closely, brothers and sisters, there are four theological points in here. First, the principle is asking us to remember Jesus Christ. Church, please look at me. Please look at me. Thank you. Thank you. The principle is asking us to remember Jesus Christ. 
Who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? And that is why I want my dear brother Asaph, you are not my brother in Christ, my dear brother Asaph and that sister to please listen carefully. Who is Jesus Christ? A regular remembrance of Jesus Christ encourages the genuine believer and the local church. Do you know why? We draw spiritual and physical strength from the Lord when we regularly, regularly and adequately remember him. Jesus Christ energizes us. He brings clarity, clarity to our struggles. Remember him as Lord and Savior. Remember him in his apostatic union in which Jesus Christ is both fully God and fully man. Remember him as the God, the Son, who left all the glory of heaven to tabernacle with us here in this sinful, mocky world. The Apostle Paul is writing here that we must remember Jesus as the one who healed the sick and raised the dead. Remember him as the one exclaimed by John the Baptist as the Lamb of God who has come to die for our sin. John saw Jesus on the Galilean hill coming down into Galilee and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who has come to die for the sin of the world. Remember Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, as he turned water into wine. He spoke with Nicodemus and changed his views and drew him to salvation. Remember Jesus Christ who drew the Samaritan woman to himself. And the woman with the issue of blood. Brothers and sisters, remember Jesus Christ as the light of the world. Remember Jesus Christ as the good shepherd. Remember him as the vine, V-I-N-E. Remember him as he shared his table with us. Later this afternoon, there will be the Lord's table here. Remember him as he has prayed for us in his priestly prayer. In John 17. You see, you must do your context very well. John 16, 33, in this world you would have tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Then Jesus goes into 17. I have prayed for you. Remember him as a suffering servant king who suffered, was mocked, was kicked, beaten, bled and died for your sin. And remember him, brothers and sisters, as the current king who is risen from the dead. So remember him, brothers and sisters. Remember him. And don't forget about your savior, Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul continues to count on all cylinders by firing more shots into our redemptive history consciousness. It's here. It's here. Gregory of Nazianzus, one of the church fathers, said, that which is not assumed is not healed. It's here. Brothers and sisters, don't ever forget that Jesus Christ, though in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He humbled himself to death, even death on the cross. And because he has done that, every power in heaven and on earth have been given to him. At the mention of his name, every knee would bow, every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is the king to the glory of God the Father. Remember Jesus Christ and don't forget him. Don't forget him. Our savior became man so that man may have access to God. Remember his sympathy to our souls and to our grief. Remember him, brothers and sisters. We remember him as he went at the tomb of Lazarus. Remember him, brothers and sisters, as he touched 
the lepers and wined and dined with sinners. Do you remember him, brothers and sisters? You know that song? The great physician now is here. The sympathizing Jesus. Remember him as the man of sorrows. Yet he is glorious in holiness and fearful in praises, doing wonders. Hallelujah. Remember him as he rose from the grave and triumphed over sin, death, and hell. Do you know the lyrics of that great hymn? I love that hymn. Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior. Waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foe. He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ arose. Do you remember him? Low in the grave he lay. You know the song? Jesus my savior, waiting the coming day. Jesus my Lord, up from the grave he arose. With a mighty triumph over his foe. He arose, a victor from the dark domain. And he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose. Hallelujah, Christ. Arose. Remember him. Remember him. Brothers and sisters, second. Remember Jesus Christ. He is not bound. Verse number nine. The apostle Paul is passing across to us here that this remembrance is what the gospel teaches. You know, look at verse nine, brothers and sisters and friends, for which I am suffering boundary chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. There is a hymn. We use the Christian hymns in our church in London. And I love, and I love him 150. Greatest gospel of our glorious God. Asaph, where mercy met the anger of God's rod. A penalty was paid and pardoned both like today. And sinners lost at last to him were brought. Oh, let the presence of my heart be thine. For Christ has died that I may call in mine. That I may sing with those who dwell abroad, adoring, praising Jesus, King of love. That is the reason why God is excited. Brothers and sisters, the word of God is not bound. It's not bound. We must preach Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected. The offspring of David is now here. Life eternal has begun. The Apostle Paul is sharing with us the suffering that is part of the gift of salvation. Paul was arrested several times. And when he wrote his pastoral letters, he was in prison in Rome. Do you know why? The Roman government believed that Jesus' body was stolen. And that is the reason why they were guarding the disciples and the apostles very well. So that there is no repeat of the stolen body of Jesus. No, my Jesus' body was not stolen. He arose from the grave a victor. So from the day Jesus is resurrected, the disciples were either killed or jailed with many imperial guards on duty. But look at the end of verse 9. But the word of God is not bound. 
You must remember, brothers and sisters, that the word of God is not bound. The gospel is free. It's not bound. There is nothing you can do to the gospel. There is nothing. There is nothing. You must remember, brothers and sisters, that Jesus Christ is not bound. So the end of verse 9 is linked to the beginning of verse 8. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. That is the key of the text. Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. If indeed Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, then his gospel cannot be bound. The Apostle Paul is asking Timothy to continue to trust the Lord, even if he, even if he, Paul, is killed. The gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be killed. And indeed, when the Apostle Paul's life, according to 2 Timothy 4, 6-8, was poured out as a drink, which meant he was killed, the gospel didn't stop. And all through the death of each of the disciples and their subordinates like Timothy and Titus, all through the 2,000 years of Christ's power in redemptive history and in church history, the gospel presses on. This is why we have the reverberating concluding statement in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28, verse 31, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. When I was growing up in Lagos, Nigeria, by my accent, you know I'm Nigerian. When I was growing up in Lagos, Nigeria, our Sunday school teacher, Mrs. C.J. Coker, she's still alive. She's about 86 years old now. She taught us a song. I was about six, seven years old. I have not forgotten the song, Pastor. And I want you to sing with me if you know it. The church is marching on. The church is marching on. The gates of hell shall not prevail. The church is marching on. There is nothing the devil can do to the church of Christ. Nothing. Nothing. The church is marching on and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Brothers and sisters, remember Jesus Christ as he unfolds on the pages of the scripture. Remember him in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus Christ is our Messiah, servant king, great physicians, and son of God. In the Acts of the Apostles, he is the risen Lord. In Romans 1 and 2 Corinthians, in Galatians, in Ephesians, and in Philippians, he is our righteousness, holiness, justification, perfection, and provider. In Colossians 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus, Jesus Christ is our hope, our supreme reigning king, shepherd and rewarder. In Philemon, in Hebrews, in James, in 1, 2, 3, John, Jesus Christ is our encourager, high priest, our eternal wisdom and loving king. And in Jude and Revelation, Jesus Christ is our warrior, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. In my own little understanding, as a professing Christian who has been saved by grace and faith alone, Jesus Christ to me, Wale Akirogunde, is wonderful, glorious, holy, and majestic, victorious, conqueror, triumphant, and mighty, healer, deliverer, shield, and defense. Jesus Christ is my strong tower, 
omnipotent, omnipresent, coming and reigning king, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus Christ opens that door, no man can shut it. Jesus Christ closes that door, the man to open it will never be born. He is my savior. Is he your savior? Do you remember him? Remember Jesus Christ, that you have died and resurrected with him. And because of this, nothing can shake you. To, to that sister and Asaph who got baptized today, the devil will come for you. I'm sure daddy has told you. But nothing can shake you. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fixed into the rock which cannot move, grounded, firm and deep in the Savior's love. Remember Jesus Christ. And then, when you remember him, verses 10 and 12 is easier to do. Look at verses 10 to 12. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Look at verse 10, chart again. Look at verse 10. The remembrance of Jesus Christ and the strength that we have received helps us to engage in evangelism. The elders of the church have not told me anything. I'm just here preaching God's word. Do you do evangelism? Or have you left it to the elders and the deacons alone? Do you engage in evangelism? Not only corporately, in your workplaces, with your next door neighbor, at the supermarket, when you've gone to repair your car at the local mechanic, do you spread the gospel of Jesus Christ or you've left it to the elders and the deacons alone brothers and sisters if you remember him as your lord and savior you will regularly talk about him regularly with your friends with your relatives with your neighbors do you guys do school runs here in, in Kenya where you take children to school it's a massive opportunity for the gospel in the morning. If you truly remember Jesus Christ and all that he has done for you, you would desire for others to have eternal life too. But not only that, you would want the genuine bond of peace within the local church. You would work as a vibrant church member so that the church may continually grow. You will be doing your own part as a member of the local church. Brothers and sisters of this church, we have no power of our own. The Lord helps us to be devoted and fervent part of the local church. May the Lord help us as we work together for the spread of the gospel in this part of Nairobi. Look at verses 11 to 12. The saying is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. 
If we endure with him, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Brothers and sisters, I charge you this afternoon to remember Jesus Christ in your suffering. Remember Jesus Christ in your suffering. Do you want to know the reason why you must remember Jesus Christ in your suffering? He is your shield and buckler. The remembrance of Jesus Christ in his own suffering on the cross and your own present suffering brings clarity to your head and your heart. You are standing on a solid rock, like I said earlier. You are rooted and firmly grounded in him. You are solidified in him. And no matter, no matter church, no matter what may happen to you. I had the privilege of spending about an hour with your pastor this morning. And it was a warm fellowship. No matter what may happen to you, you are going to endure to the end. With the help of Jesus Christ. You will not only endure and persevere to the end. But you would reign with Jesus Christ forever. Look at verse 13. It reads. If we are faithless. He remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Brothers and sisters. This verse. This verse. Is not for the genuine professing Christian. I would explain. This verse is the opposite of verses 8 to 12. We cannot deny Jesus Christ. Let me explain. Hold on. If you are sat here today and you have the assurance of salvation, you are not the one holding on to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one holding on to you. You may fall. You may falter. But you will never fall out. You are eternally secured. In the hollow of his hand. So this is my guest room key upstairs. You are eternally secured. This is what the Englishman will call the hollow of the hand. You are eternally secured in the hollow of God's hand. You cannot fall out. Jesus Christ is the one holding on to you eternally. His grip, his grip is cemented for the rest of your earthly life. And you will see him in heaven. And perhaps, Pastor, I would say regularly that when we get to heaven, we are going to sing Revelation 4, 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and praise. For you have created all things and for your pleasure they are and were created. Brothers and sisters, with this in the background, if you deny Jesus Christ, whom you have first believed and didn't come back to your savior and to his church. You never genuinely believed in him in the first place. You never did. You were a fraud and an imposter. But if you truly believe in him, you will persevere to the end. To the end. To the end. And those who do not believe in him will be judged by the faithful Jesus Christ. And to those of us, 
And I'm pointing to myself and to those who have genuine repentance in Jesus Christ. To those of us who have been ransomed, healed, restored, and forgiven, we will receive a crown of eternal glory. This is what the Apostle Paul had passed to Timothy in context and to us in wider church application, Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi. Remember Jesus Christ. And in remembering Jesus Christ, this must turn into worship and adoration. Worship and adoration. This remembering of Jesus Christ inform your worship. And I'm happy to report to you as a guest that this church sings very well and loudly. Praise God. Remembering Jesus Christ informs your worship. Not only singing, your general worship of Jesus Christ. When I was growing up in Nigeria, we have a malaria tablet. Do you guys have malaria here? We have a malaria tablet called Daraprene. Daraprene is only used for children when I was growing up on Sunday. So it's a Sunday, Sunday medication, seven days. There are Christians who are Daraprene, Sunday, Sunday believers. On Sunday, they put on the toga of Christianity. And on Monday, not at all. That is why you see them outside. And they will tell you when they are in a road rage. I'm a Christian, but I'm going to fight you now. So I leave my Bible aside. Me and you can fight. After that, I take the Bible again. No, 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 no. You are not a Sunday, Sunday Christian. You are a Christian from the day the Lord saves you. You are a Christian till you meet your Savior face to face in eternity. There is no corner cutting here. Not at all. Brothers and sisters, the remembering of Jesus Christ informs your worship and honor of him. Theology, theology brings doxology. The proper understanding of God brings a clearer adoration, honor, and glory to his name. The remembering of Jesus, brothers and sisters, informs your Christian attitudes. It does. It does. This is why Paul warned Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16. You know the text. Keep a close watch on yourself and on your teaching. Keep a close watch, brothers and sisters, on your conduct and what you believe. Keep a close watch on orthodoxy and autopraxy. Keep a close watch. Keep a close watch on yourself. Remember Jesus Christ. Remember him for he is your God. Remember him. Wale, remember Jesus Christ as you are here to work for the APC. I'm pointing a finger at you and four fingers are pointing back at me. I'm not asking you to do anything that I've not asked the Lord to help me to do. This is a sinful preacher preaching to sinful people. I am not a perfect man. Never, never. I am asking God to help me to also honor him the more and to remember him. We have no power of our own. We totally 
depend on Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, and the elders with respect, and the deacons, and the church workers, and the church, and Wally, remember Jesus Christ until they put you in the grave. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious Father, we thank you for who you are and all that you do. We pray that you may help us to remember you, not only on Sundays, but on Monday through to Saturday and all the days of our life. In my interaction with my wife, I.B., help me to remember you. In my interaction with my boys, help me to remember you. In my interaction with Pastor Murungi and the elders for the next two weeks, help me to remember you. Help me, God, and help your church in Nairobi to also remember you. Oh, Father, I pray for this young man and the lady that we've baptized today. What a joy. What a joy. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. Brother and sister, I pray for you that when the enemy would come, God in his mercy will raise a standard against him. That the Lord keep you and bless you and make his face to shine upon you. And that very soon this baptistry will be opened again so that many, many, many may come to the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And indeed, the church is marching on and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thank you for Jesus Christ and all that he has done. In Jesus' beautiful, powerful, holy name, we have prayed. Amen.